0: A complete color management system designed by colorists for colorists, helping salons to eliminate waste, ensure consistent color and pricing, track inventory, and maximize profit. To learn more about Vish, simply text in all capitals, "GET VISH" with no space, G-E-T-V-I-S-H to the number 44222 for more information. Hello, and welcome back. This episode, I have the pleasure of having with me a long and dear friend, Gina Stansfield. We worked together for many years. We grew up in the same neighborhood, and we both share an undying passion for hair in general, but especially hair color. Gina works behind the chair, I believe. I didn't ask her before we jumped on, but I think at least three days a week. and she can crank out some heads. She is really fast. She's really good. But what stands out for me and what I wanted her to share with you today is how she stays relevant and inspired after so many years in the industry. So Gina, welcome. Welcome, Thank you for joining us today. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm good. So I share all the time my age. I'm 52 years old and you are younger than me, but I know you have because we're fellow Taurus girls. Uh, we had You have a big milestone birthday coming up, the big 5-0. So I wanted to um, just check in with you and see, because I know for me, when that milestone happened, I didn't have the whole midlife crisis, you know, Is this all there is to life? Kind of feeling. Mine was more so can I stay at the top of my game and feel relevant and accepted by my peers? And especially now from being in a position where I'm doing education, you know, I'm competing with a lot of fabulous early, you know, late 20s, early 30s with the cool hat and the tattoos and the just the cool factor and the insta-fabulous factor. And I think it's harder for you and I to be seen both as um, mentors and and a little bit of um, an authority and and more experience without being outdated and, oh, what does she know? She's, you know, she's been doing it a long time. She's stuck in her ways. And I know that you're not. So speak to that.
1: Exactly. Um, I will be turning 50 come May. And it has been a little bit of a challenge for myself, I can say, in our industry. And um, I would say probably close when turning 40, this happened to me then, Mm -hmm. um, I felt like, oh shit, like how am I going to keep up with these bitches that are behind the chair? And I thought, okay, I worked at a salon that wasn't big on, at the time, education. It's not where I'm at now. Um... So I said to myself, I have to educate myself. And so um, at the time, True Beauty um, came out with their education um, facility. So I thought, okay, I had young kids at the time, active kids in sports. And I thought, I need to educate myself. I'm doing one big class a season. And I, and the, I said, these young bitches are going to make me <laughs> like go even further than them. Like I needed someone to stand behind me and push me and they were pushing me. So now I work at a different salon and I love my salon. Um, and I have come to like, oh crap, here I go again. I'm turning 50. Young girls, like you said, tattoos, hats, whatever. And here I am like trying to survive with my feet and hands and all that. Everything's
0: starting to hurt. Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
1: Yes. So I'm like, okay, here I go again. How am I doing this? And then I've come to realize like, I'm just as good as them or better in the fact that I actually have to get these young people to trust and believe in me, meaning the clients. Yes, And my work is just as good. Um, I'm equal to everyone, but I have to work harder for them to trust me when they walk in and say, Who's this old lady doing my hair? So how do I stay in the fashion of our industry and looking cool, but not, you know, not my age. So I work on that. I'm constantly educating myself. If it's not going to a class online, asking people, I mean, I just love, love our industry. And I feel like if you love the industry, then you're going to succeed no matter how old I am.
0: 100%. Yeah. And but do you think um I'm going to put my life coach hat on for a second. Do you guys. think yeah, sorry, I can't. Help it. Do you think that there really is that judgment from the client or do you think you're projecting because you're thinking that that you're projecting a little bit of it and feel like you need to try harder for yourself? I know you well and I know that you are very passionate and you're very driven almost to a fault, you know, we got to work on those boundaries. We're going to do that at some point. Um, You know, you'll go 24 seven, you'll never say no, you'll come in early, you'll stay late. And that's what we did. That's what our generation did. That's just the way that it was. There's something we can kind of take out of the playbook of the newer generation in that they know what they want and they want free time and they want work-life balance. And you and I look at them and I know it. I don't even have to work beside you to know that you're giving them the hairy eyeball when they're leaving early or taking off or coming in late. I'm not and sure if
1: my ADD can handle that though.
0: Exactly. It's hard so because it we have hard. a, we it's have a different work hard. ethic, but really were we right? You know, we, my biggest regret in life, 100% is not taking more time with my kids when they were younger. I, will admit to my kids, my husband, and anyone who will listen, my salon was my baby before my babies were my baby. And I always, to a fault, put the salon, the clients, and the business as a whole in front of my own health, in front of my own happiness, and in front of my own children's time spent with me. And I know you'll agree, that time goes really freaking fast. Talk about feeling like you're hitting that milestone. Like, that's it. We're done. Like, you know, your kids are out of the house and in college, and my kids are out of the house, and it's like, whoa, what just happened? And, and now all of a sudden, you can work three days a week, and I can work, you know, behind a computer now, and our lives are so flexible, and our kids are looking at us like, I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> I have my well, own
1: life. On this, well, let me um, stop you for a second with, I honestly, yes, I do work three days a week. I work three hard-ass days a week. Mm-hmm. But I say, but because we, it's funny because my daughter and I had a great conversation a couple of weeks ago and she's like, I never realized how much you were like around us and that you juggled being with us all the time and work and you were okay with dropping us off at a babysitter and going to work after I spent half the day with them. Um, now that my kids are in college, I definitely have a little bit more free time, but I'm fortunate. My kids play sports in college, so I'm very flexible. And I, my daughter will tell you, like, I'm probably at majority of her games. So I did learn a little to like, be like, you know what? My family, my kids come first. Um, so I am happy for that. Um. But, I love what I do, and that's what's so hard is mm-hmm. I truly love what I do. If someone asks me like, "Hey, can you help me?" I'm like, "Oh my God, yes, yeah, like I love to help people, and if it's you know behind the chair or whatever i I'm right there um, you know, I thank you for giving me the chance back in the day, believing on me like after I had my child and saying, "Okay, come work for me so you know I'm grateful for what you got started in my life, in my career. So I just want to help others. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to try to tell people like, you know, how to be in the business a little and stuff like that. The younger, the younger guys and girls that are in our business, um, you know, but
0: Well, unfortunately, for people listening that don't know your whole story, you lost your mom at a really young age. So you know what that's like now as a mom, when you're trying to give your kids words of wisdom, you're trying to keep them from making any mistakes. You want them to be a little Fabergé egg and never fall and never crack and never have any issues whatsoever, which is so unrealistic, but you can't help yourself. So I think for you and I, we see what that next generation of stylists really needs and we know how beat up we have gotten with figuring it out and we want to save them that, you know, grief of going through that. But it's just like when your parents tell you, you know, don't do this because, and you're like, yeah, 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 whatever. And you roll your eyes. I mean, it's kind of like a rite of passage that you have to go through it on your own. I talked to the owner of your current salon all the time. And I tell her, Oh, it's, it's, it pains me to watch you become me. She is, we have so much, so many traits that are the same and she loves all of you so much. And she tries so hard to make everything so perfect for everyone at the expense of her own life, as you do. And people like us, you know, I'm afraid to say, and and don't take this the wrong way, but as someone who has stepped away from that world After 33 years of nonstop give, 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 I'm really, really disappointed in the relationships that I confused with friendships, you know, and I know you do the same thing because you're, you're really good to your clients. We, we see them in our chair. We see them from sometimes their first Holy Communion to wedding to, their first baby, their first baby's community, you know, it's, it's a really long, really close relationship. And I think that you and I take that relationship as I want to go the extra mile. I want to go when there's six inches of snow and I really shouldn't be on the road because I know that her daughter has, you know, an event that she needs her hair done for. Like we're always looking out for them, but myself, you know, I did that too. And as soon as I stepped away, literally, I think maybe, couldn't have been more than three months after I moved to Florida, I thought, you know, your favorite's pop into your head. And I was missing being in the salon a little bit. And I was like, you know, I still have the, the uh, computer software on my phone. I have their phone number. I'm just going to reach out and call my favorite. And I would pick up the phone and say, hey, it's Elaine. How are you? Just call and say hi and let you know how things are going in Florida. Like, you should be asking me, kind of. And they didn't even call me back didn't even call me back. Not even a quick text like, Oh, Hey, got your message. So sorry. Busy, nothing, stealth, zero zilch. And my daughter will say, Oh mom, every single time she comes in, that same person says, how's your mom? I miss her so much. And I'm like, right, oh, yeah, shit. Have- she couldn't take five minutes to call me back and say, Oh my gosh, that was so great to hear from you. How are you? You know, the salon's not the same without you. And this is what we think we tell ourselves that we're more important than we are sometimes. And I remember Ruth and you know, you know, Ruth. Oh yes. people yep. listening will not know who Ruth is, but Ruth was the way that you and I are feeling now about our age. I'm sure Ruth felt the same way. And she was around for a really long time and she had that strong German accent and that really strong German personality. And I said to her, my only regret in this business is that I did not go to Vidasa soon before I took this job, because now I have a busy clientele and they come every four weeks, and I'm not going to be able to be out of here for you know six weeks to do like a an intense vedasa soon training. And she, in her accent, which I'm not going to attempt because it will be awful, <laughs> she said in her accent, "Darling, you are so replaceable. Don't ever forget that." Every single person is replaceable. It's only hair. And I was like, oh, she is just a sad old bitter woman. You know, what is she talking about? My clients love me. And now here I am. I'm starting to look like Ruth. I've probably gained 30 pounds. (laughs) Every time I do. You start to
1: look like Ruth. I'm coming down the floor. Put me and- down.
0: Put me down. Well, when I eat, I get I have the stains on my boobs. Remember she used to have all of her yes. crumb tray was on her boobs. Well, that's me now because my boobs are gigantic. So, it's like, "Oh my gosh. I I always will say out loud, "Oh my gosh. I Ruth is is haunting me. Unfortunately, Ruth has passed um a few years ago, but and also, you know, You said to me, I'm grateful for the opportunity when your kids were younger. I hope that by me having the regret of not putting my family first and not taking those Saturdays off to do things with my kids, hopefully that helped you. Because seeing Ruth work like crazy all those years, be so heavy and so tired and so unhealthy and just giving her life over to the industry, and then when she finally rode off into the sunset with her handsome husband, he drops dead of a heart attack. Boom. Instantly. I think it was like maybe a month into their move. And then shortly after she dies. So I'm like, I don't want that to be my story. And, and, you know, there's a lot of factors that went into my move and my change and that's a whole other podcast. But I really think that, you know, if people would just, be better listeners, talk less as I'm talking the whole time. And it's your interview, talk less <laughs> and listen more. Well,
1: I take all Saturdays.
0: I'm I proud work, of you.
1: I, I mean, I work one Saturday. I think it ends up being like one Saturday a month. I work. Right. And that's because and I don't you choose
0: to. That's, the, that's what right. is important.
1: And I, don't go, and, I, and I say to myself, and I've said to the younger stylists I work with, with young kids, and hopefully they're listening to this one day. Um, I tell them all the time you guys need to not work every Saturday. I'm like, you're never going to get that back watching your kids go to a breakfast with Santa or like all of you going out to the zoo and to lunch and to dinner. Like I did that. I've been working. Like I so like I worked every other Saturday. Then I worked every two, then I worked every three. Like, so it, it, it can happen. If you train. My opinion only, if you train your clients to your schedule, they will adapt.
0: On that note, I want to run with that because I have never seen someone work a schedule like you with planning ahead for beach time. That was so impressive. You had your place at the New Jersey beach and you wanted to spend long stretches of time with your kids, and you were able to sit down with your calendar and do like, this day, this day, this day, then this is off. It was almost like a firefighter schedule and it worked. Your kids got that time with you, but you took charge and you made that happen. And I think so many people are like, oh, I have to work Tuesday to Saturday. That's just the way that it is. And that's, that's so old school. And it's such a a narrow minded way of looking at things. So talk about that. I mean, that was amazing because you taught me how to do that. I would say- Okay, I want to go away. We, we rented here first in Florida, and we did a six-month rental. And I thought, okay, if I plan it right, I'll go away exactly five weeks so that everybody's retouched. If I'm gone that week, I'm gone that week every month, and then nobody's missing their appointment. So it's just so simple.
1: Well, funny you should say that because this summer, I rented a house down the shore in Seaside Isle for my 50th birthday. I'm not sure how – like. I'm the only one that's benefiting from this because my whole family
0: is. But <laughs> I rented it. Shocker, the- Taurus, Taurus.
1: <laughs> so I am in the midst, that's like one of my jobs this week to figure out that I'm only going to work two days, two and a half days. I will have everybody done within two and a half days and I will have four or five days off, whatever. But that's what I am working on. Um,
0: now, would it kill you to take the entire time off? It is your big five zero. No one's gonna die um, if you don't would, go in at financially,
1: all. Financially because I still have kids that I have to help. No,
0: it with. wouldn't. You're full of shit. No, it I'm,
1: would I'm, I'm calling you, me. I'm
0: calling bullshit on that. <laughs> no, I wish I I wish. I am not a saver, trust me.
1: It's, no, I think about this is a what lot I do
0: No, listen, this is what I do when when the financial piece. I get it, trust me. I have one in college now and I have one who's not that far out and lots of debt with that. But when you plan ahead, the kids would joke because they would say, oh, we want blah, 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 blah. And we're like, I'll just add a day. And that's like the running joke of my family. Mom, I want these jeans, add a day. So if you added time prior to that rental, you know, work your butt off an extra day, so many days or so many hours or whatever that financial amount that you're gonna do in that two days, add that into the month before.
1: Yeah. Give yourself well, I
0: actually, like, Don't run around like a crazy person.
1: No, like, so what I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna, I, I probably that whole time I'm only going to work one Saturday the whole summer, but Pro- actually two Saturdays the whole summer. Oh, you're and doing like, it for the beginning. whole
0: summer. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought it was a week and that you were trying I to do it in two days. Okay,
1: good. good. I, I'm still good. taking my two weeks vacation too. Okay. So I'm good. No, I'm, I'm trust me. I'm good with that. So no, I definitely, um, that's what I'm working on now. So I want to be able to continue to do what I do um, I love what I do as you, as we all know. Uh, so hopefully I will continue to educate myself through podcasts, through, uh, online. I mean, last night I could not sleep. My mind's racing and I don't even want to talk about any of that, but I just sat there and just laid in bed and went online and just like watched videos and mm-hmm um YouTube channels and all that. And I have a little copy book and I write my little notes in and stuff like that. Um so, you know, so when I finally hopefully get back to work, I'll be ready and, you know, ready to do new things. So I mean that's what I'm looking at. You know, always I always want to learn to do new things. There's no harm in trying new things. And I think some people my age, some people younger than me, have trouble with when something comes out new, no, I'm just going to keep doing it my old way, and that is, you know, a problem throughout our industry, no matter how old they are. I agree. So it's it's how do you get your people, your team, your your um, coworkers, or even your friends to like get to the next level, or you know, I I, w- I always want to be that next level. I always want to be the one on top. And you know, so I I tried my hardest. That's that's what I can say. Everybody always says, why wouldn't you open a salon? I said, oh my God. Because you're the the smartest person. Right,
0: could you imagine
1: (laughs) if I owned a salon? Oh my gosh, no way. Talk about being up in the middle of the
0: night staring at the ceiling. No way, I like to go,
1: I'll work hard, I'll be a great employee, I'll be a part of the team, do whatever you ask me to do. But I like at the end of the day, lock the key lock the door with the key and say i'll see you tomorrow you know what i mean but if you need me to go to the store and get something if you need i mean i'll be right there to help you but at the end of the day i you know i like to close the door and and
0: to your point it's you know having that work ethic the passion the drive and the work ethic the, the most frustrating thing for a salon owner is that those are the things you cannot train for. You exactly. cannot force feed that. So for me, I, you know, they, I, I hate to even use his name because it's such a controversial thing, but they used to call me Trump because he was on that show where he was like, you fired, you know, he was firing everybody. But I was always like, okay, two days, with a new employee and I'm like, oh my God, get her away from me! Like always on their phone with their neck bent over, always scurrying and hiding in the basement when there's 8 billion things to do, as well as just watch someone and actually learn something. And that can't be taught, you know, no matter how many meetings, no matter how many warnings, no, no matter how many, look, 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 this is how you do it. It's just like falling on deaf ears and for me, you know, I actually got to the point where I I was starting to think that it was me, that I wasn't giving people enough of a chance. And I reached out to John DeJulius who writes, you know, books on customer yes. service and I've Love learned it. so much. And he said, if you have exhausted everything, trying to help this person, because it is so hard to get people that actually show up, you know, it's that bad in the industry, but if you've done your part and you've exhausted it, you cannot, he's like. Hire slow, fire fast because, you know, there's no changing that person, but it, it's exhausting because you really start to think, I, I was worried about what the clients would think, but in retrospect, now that I'm not in there anymore and I look at how well my daughter has been able to transition into that role, it's because that culture is strong and the structure is there and it's not a willy nilly show up when you feel like it, where you're cut off shorts and you're, you know. Flip flops. You know, it's very professional. Everybody knows their place. They know what they're supposed to do. And the people that are in there right now were handpicked for their passion, their drive, and their self motivation. I got tired of babysitting, honestly. I didn't want to have to beg you to go to a class. I didn't want to have to, you know, I was happy to pay for it. But when you, show up. And I know you'll know, we went together to that, um, Pocono thing where we stayed overnight and half the girls are like falling down the steps, ready to pass out drunk with their boss. You know what I mean? Like with yeah. me there. And it's like, you have to have that, you know, you want to be one of the, one of the group when you're going to something fun, but there's a time and a place, you know, and you're exactly. there to be educated. And I mean,
1: all the, over all the years, I've learned probably, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot um, from where I first started, uh, at G Mallon. I mean, I'm going to say it. I don't, you know, I learned a lot there. That
0: Um, was, that was great training for our work ethic, ethic for sure. It was, it gave me a
1: good base and, you know, then I came to work for you. And I mean, guys, I'm not going to lie. Elaine and I parted not on good terms then. Um, but you know, many years later we didn't talk for a long time. And many years later, I reached out to her cause I was having an issue and we met and it felt like I've met, ne- I just talked to her yesterday yep. and she helped me decide something in my profession that I needed to do. And, you know, it's been great ever since. So, um, you know, I've learned a lot and you live, you live and learn and, and you just have to keep moving and see what's right for you. So
0: and be be adaptable for sure. I mean, you can't get so set in, you know, what you've always done to your point about like when people become irrelevant, it's because they're still doing something that they learned in beauty school because it still works, but there's 10 better ways and and more modern approaches to take. And and I know that's that doesn't pertain to you. I've seen what you've done. I see you know, when you're, you're jumping on and doing stuff on social media, I'm proud to see you do that because for our generation, that's not easy. So you hard. I'm born I with a phone in our hand, the
1: daughter that helps me. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, like, you know, I do, I do all the work behind the scenes and then I give it to her to like, help me like, you know, engage and do this and that. And so, you know, it's good. Why not? Yeah, and I've, I've
0: seen your, um, visuals get really good. Like you definitely have upped your game with, the. Uh, you know, all of us start out with like the big letters on the Insta story. Cause we're typing it in and we don't know how to change yeah. it. And then our daughter's like, boom, boom, boom. And it looks like, you know, art.
1: Okay. But they're my, I do my Instagram stories. Okay. Oh, nice. She does my videos. Actually, she's doing one right now for me. So not,
0: well well, yeah. it's a collaboration. you've done a lot for her, so and I say exactly. that to my daughter. I'm like, really are we going to talk about who does more for who? You're the reason I pee myself every time I sneeze that big head of yours, having <laughs> you with, with no drugs. so you know it's it's nice to see our kids be at the age where they can help us. like it's kind of a role right. reversal where they're the parent exactly. and the child when it comes to technology but but technology is the reason that you and I can have this chat and we can we can see each other, but the people listening, it's a podcast, so they can't see us, but they can hear in our voice that we both really love what we do, and we're just getting started. I mean, 50 and 52, you are going to see us for a long time coming. We are not going away, and the reason being is because we still have the same, I think, or more passion than we had the day that we got out of beauty school, so I think that really is something that's a good- Takeaway. So share with people listening how to find you on Instagram. I am Gina
1: underscore at Willow June hair.
0: Nice. Underscore. <laughs> I hate those underscores. I know. But, but I know you have to do that sometimes. I, I was know. trying to get my name back because it's just easier to have your own damn name. And there's an Elaine Travis that has my name and she has one follower and she posts it once. So I can't ask her for it because she doesn't even go on to see my, I've messaged her like three times and so on. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah. So that everybody's like, funny. just do a dash or an underscore. I'm like, no, because then they're not going to remember to do the dash and then they're not going to find me. So I'm still Laney Cake just because I'm afraid to change it to anything else. So it has nothing cool. to do with hair and a lot to do with my diet. <laughs> that's, that's a whole other
1: podcast. Well, I mean, like I said to you earlier, when I messaged you earlier, like I said, and this is not hair related i said i need you and lisa to turn i mean i need you guys to do a half friday happy hour live because you two together are are hysterical <laughs> and i may need a diaper for this one i i may i may need one there you well, well i said th-
0: maybe we'll have lisa on here even though it's not hair related so we'll oh say. my gosh yeah, she oh, is funny funny yes Well, I love talking to you and I could talk to you forever. So let's definitely do this again and maybe dive into like, you know, whatever the latest trends are, what you're excited about and talk a little bit more about hair. But I I did want to talk about what we talked about because it is something that we are not alone in feeling like we need to really try that much harder once you hit that milestone. And uh, I hope you take the whole summer off and enjoy it. So thank you for this time this was so fun and everybody thanks for listening and we will see you on the next one thank you for listening to the ask the color expert podcast please subscribe and be sure to leave a review for more information on hair color education please visit my website www.expertcolorsolutions.com see you soon